Welcome to Writing the Wrong Way, the podcast for writers who strive to be bold and readers who crave something new. I'm your host, Jonathan Ball. I want to thank you for being here, and I want us to stay in touch. So subscribe to this podcast, then go to writingtherongway.com and enter your best email to receive the Martian Embassy Missive, my bi-weekly newsletter where I let you know what's happening on Mars, where we're always making big plans. Join the Martians so you don't get left out of the invasion at writingtherongway.com. And as a special bonus, I'll send you a free book. Speaking of books, my new book is called The National Gallery, and it contains sonnets about Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, elegies lamenting the death of my iPhone, and other strange missives from yours truly, the Poet Laureate of Hell. Visit thenationalgallery.ca to order your signed copy. That's thenationalgallery.ca. So I'm talking to Jamie Raintree, who is the author of, you know, Midnight at the Wandering Vineyard, and also the creator of the Writing and Revision Tracker, which is, um, you know, this spreadsheet that uh, writers can use to keep track of their writing and revision and kind of um, as a tool in terms of creating, meeting their own goals as writers. And so I was hoping, Jamie, you could talk a little bit about what the writing revision tracker actually kind of is and how you developed it and uh, sort of get into, you know, how you have used it as uh, yourself as a writer. Yeah, absolutely. So the writing and revision tracker actually started out as just a tool for myself, really, because I found that I've always done better when I want to progress in creating something and in basically doing anything if I can track it. And I've actually done a lot of research in between when I first started this and now, and there is actually a lot of evidence proving that if you track your goals, you're much more likely to actually reach them. But at the time, it was simply just a tool for me because I felt the urge to do that. And I think that mostly came because I am an avid fan of National Novel Writing Month which for those who maybe haven't heard of it before, is a yearly online challenge for writers to write 50,000 words of a novel in one month. And so I had been doing that since 2008. And on their website, they have these really great tracking metrics, which they have also evolved over time. And it includes how many words you have left to write, And you can get a graph showing as you progress. And so for me, when I would participate in that every month, I or not every month, every November, (laughs) that would be a lot to do every month. (laughs) But yes, every November I would participate in that event. And I found myself to be so motivated by being able to put my word count in every day so that I could clearly see how much I had accomplished in a day. And then to actually watch that add up over time even with visuals and everything. So that just really motivated me and inspired me. And so then at the end of November would come and I would completely die out on my writing. And I started to realize after a few years that that was insanely motivating for me. And it was something that I wanted to be able to incorporate into my writing every month, not just in November. Why do you think tracking works so well? Just to kind of, you know, Get, get broad before we kind of get back into the specifics. Why do you feel that tracking works well? Because like you, I've you know seen a number of studies along this same line. One of the things that you see consistently with studies in terms of behavior modification is that simply tracking the behavior modifies the behavior. 
Um, absolutely. Yeah. They say if you're dieting, for example, the simplest thing you could do is just write down everything you eat. And even if you don't change what you eat or, or go on a diet plan or whatnot, you'll at least start losing weight theoretically, uh, you know, generally speaking, just because the act of tracking the behavior starts to modify that individual's behavior. Right. Bringing attention to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that I, I can't say that this necessarily works for everyone. I know that there are a lot of writers out there who are adamantly against things like this, especially because writers are very creative people and some creatives just really don't want to be put into any kind of box, any kind of rules. So it doesn't necessarily work well for everyone, but I would encourage anyone who thinks that it doesn't work for them to give it a try. Um, have you, I assume you've heard of Jerry Seinfeld's Don't Break the Chain. Yes, but can you explain it then, uh, just for people who haven't heard of it? Yes. So it basically, it's just something I think he kind of mentioned offhand. Um, and it, basically, you get a calendar, and if you are trying to build a new habit, every time you do that habit each day, you create, you just do a check mark on that day. And the idea is that as you build up these checks, you're not going to want to break that chain of, of crossing it out because the more invested you get into crossing it off every day, the less like you are going to want to stop doing that habit for a day and have to start over again. Almost kind of like an AA thing, you know, when, when you get your chip, you don't want to go back to day one. You want to continue to grow from there. And sorry, yeah, I was going to say one thing that I find really useful about, you know, the just tracking writing in that way uh, uh, and specifically kind of using your your particular writing revision tracker is that because say if you're counting whatever you're counting, like say you're counting words, how many words you wrote, uh, I mean, that's an objective number. And, you know. But you feel so different day to day as a writer. You know, you feel like, you know, things are going well. You feel like things are not going well one day or the other day, you know. But when you go back and look at the material that you've written, what I find is that you don't know uh, after the fact, like, whether it was good or bad that day. So, like, you can go back and read something that you wrote, and it's maybe the writing is very good. But how you actually felt that day is in so so many ways disconnected from the actual output. And I think the number, kind of reducing everything to that objective status, like how many words I wrote that day, doesn't mean they're good words, doesn't mean they're bad words, but if you kind of like give yourself that um, goal of just doing this much work, um, no matter how it feels or no matter how, uh, you know, even good the work is, uh, it does really get you into, I think, that, that kind of don't break the chain mentality of, you know, um, if I if I could just get myself moving and get myself putting stuff down on the page uh, at the end of the week, at the end of the year, you know, it, it really does add up and it can get you through those days when it's really hard because all you got to do is write 100 words, even if they're garbage, say, or whatever your goal is. <laughs> um, and the thing that I think is something that people often uh, discount and overlook is the fact that when you go back and read all that material it you know how you felt the day when you were writing doesn't necessarily inflect the work so like you could feel really bad like you're writing this garbage but actually be producing good work 
and vice versa. 100%. Absolutely. I, I think a lot of people shy away from participating in National Novel Writing Month for that very reason, mm-hmm. because they think I couldn't possibly write anything worth reading that quickly. And it's true that when I've participated, I don't always feel great about the writing. But the, the trick of it really is just to actually get words on the page, because as they say, you can't edit a blank page. But I find that when I set what I've written aside for a month after I finish National Novel Writing Month and I go back and read it, it's actually way better than I expected it to be. I am always pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I find anytime I do that kind of intensive, you know, getting a lot of words out in a short period of time, either it's better than I expect or it's not necessarily good, but I am I am better now, <laughs> like as a writer. Right. Like I will, I just, <laughs> yes. you know, there, there's something to be said for just the ability, inculcating the ability to produce words. Because in the real, if you want to be a, any level of professional writer, like whether you want to do it full-time or part-time or whatever, there's always going to be that situation where you just have to produce writing and you've got the flu, but there's a deadline or whatever. Right. And it's in some ways, it's, I, I liken it to, marathon running in that sense of like you're, you're doing all that training for the race day but the training isn't so you can win the race it's just so you can finish the race you know you're not gonna right. nobody's gonna win the marathon except you know like out of everyone who is participating in the marathon like almost nobody's winning it uh, but the accomplishment is just in doing it and and so often like what's going to just keep you going on those days is um is the training like I, I ran a half marathon once and I got food poisoning the night before and it was a oh, nightmare. Uh, I, I attempted it anyway and I did finish it. It was a horrible experience, but I finished it and only because I had done all the training and I just, you know, it just kind of automatically on autopilot I could do it. And it, you can get that way with writing too, where you can just on autopilot, you can produce good work even when, you know, the ch- everything's against you and you feel like you're producing bad work, but you got to have that practice. Yeah. And I think the, the, one of the struggles writers have these days is it used to be that when you would sit down to write, you would write with pen and paper. And then it eventually evolved into writing pages on a typewriter. But what it came down to at the end of the day is you would have a stack of pages that you could visually see that you've completed for the day, right? So mm-hmm. if you wrote 500 words, if you wrote 1,000 words, you have two to four pages that you would sit there, you could print out, or you'd have written down, or if you had from your typewriter, you'd set them next to your desk, and you could clearly see what you had accomplished for the day. But these days, because we do all of our writing on computers, at the end of the day, you close the Word document, and you can't actually see what you've accomplished. And I think that's what is especially beneficial for tracking, and especially the writing and revision tracker, is that when you type in your word count for the day, you can see the word count growing. You can see the graph growing. You can visually see the progress that you're making. And that's something that we are really missing these days as writers. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've used it, and I've had months where I just felt like, you know, I did nothing, and I felt like everything was going really bad. But then you look at the objective data, and it's like, oh, actually, I was really productive this last month. It just didn't feel good. And, right. you know, just because I didn't feel, like, there was other stuff going on in my life, and, you know, it felt bad. But I was actually getting things done and doing good work. I was even more productive than the month before when I felt well, but, you know. You know, I thought everything was going great, but if you just look at the cold numbers, and, and it's not quantitative, qualitative. You know, it, like having written, you know, 
500 words in the day or whatever doesn't tell you how good those words are, but it does, it is still a measure. And I, I, I am a firm believer in the fact of, um, of quality sort of quantity begetting quality, you know, and that, you know, and that you just become more uh, able to, to work and even just able to work faster or even just get a clear sense of how, how fast you can work. Because one Mm -hmm. thing I find, I think, sorry, I think that if you think about it, not so much as the quality of the writing itself, but the quality of how good you're getting at building the habit of writing Mm -hmm. that you can track on the writing and revision tracker. And by tracking your habits is you can see how good you are at building the habit, because just like with running the marathon, it's not so much about how well you're doing. It's that you can do it regularly and consistently so that you can complete it. And as you say, there's a motivational aspect to just seeing the the numbers, the pages pile up in that kind of virtual sense. Say, um, do you have you? So you found it. So when you started making this tool for yourself, at what point did you start thinking about sharing the tool? I think it happened pretty quickly. I had started making it for myself, but then when I started to talk about it with some of my writer friends, they wanted to check it out. They wanted to try it, so I emailed it to them. And then I've always participated in writers groups as well. So then, you know, people started kind of talking about it. I shared what I, a little bit of what I was working on. And so people started to want to see it. And so I would just share it. Like I had no intention of having any kind of business or anything or having it be a product that I made money from. In fact, I put it off for as long as possible because that is a lot more responsibility that I was really wanting to take on at the time. I just wanted to focus on the writing and I really enjoyed being able to provide it and to support other writers. So it was something I really put off for a while, but eventually there were so many people asking for it that I realized I had to do something different. Yes, and I remember, I mean, I've been used it for a number of years now. I, if I recall correctly, <clears throat> you, were, you, you were giving away at one point a very early, kind of very simple version of it uh, on your website. Yeah. And then at a certain point, you start, you developed it and made it much more complicated and started uh, to sell it. So I'm wondering uh, if you could talk a bit about that process of kind of developing it into its more complex form and even just talk a little bit about what the the form looks like now because it is a bit more complicated and just some of the things that somebody can do with a writing revision tracker just get, give people a clearer picture of what what it is that we're talking about like yeah. i'll, so I'll link I... in the show notes to the actual page where people can go check it out and everything but just to kind of talk about it now what does it look like and how do, can you use it Yeah, so when I first started out, it was very simply a, I actually, it was the writing tracker. It wasn't even a revision tracker back Mm -hmm. then. Yeah, Um, I remember. And I have to, yeah, and I have to say that when I first started out, I really didn't know that much about Excel. It was something that I had used, you know, a few times, so I was vaguely familiar with it. Uh, But I just have this habit of once I get something in my mind, I, I try to find a way to make it work. I, Before I started writing, I actually was a a web and graphic designer. So, and I also self-taught that to myself. So it's just something that when I get an idea in my mind, I I think it's just the creative part of me is I want to find a way to actually bring it into reality. So when I first started, it was much simpler. You simply had a place to put in your word count for the day. It's getting this whole you very simple 
Um, and then as time went on and people started to use it, they would message me and email me and say, hey, do you think that you can make the writing tracker do this? Do you think that you can make the writing tracker do that? And I'm like, well, <coughs> I've never done it before, but I guess I could give it a shot. <laughs> And so I would do the research and find out how to implement these things. I also, just using it myself, realized that the more visual it was, the more motivating it was for me. So I started to add in an actual calendar layout, which is probably one of my favorite features of it. And that's been around for a long time because I like to be able to look at it. So when I say calendar, I mean that each worksheet in the workbook for each worksheet is laid out for a month. And on that month page, there is an actual calendar that aligns the days and the dates of the month. And so when you go and you put in your word count for the day, it calculates it into the calendar itself for how many words you wrote that day and then automatically adds that to the week total and then to the month total. And so it's laid out in the way you would look at a calendar. And so I found that to be extremely helpful for me. And then eventually, people were like, well, how do you track revisions? And I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't ever really done that before. So then I started to look at ways to be able to do that. So now it has evolved because of so many people's suggestions over almost 10 years now that I've been sharing the tracker with people to include revisions as well. So there is the main layout on the monthly pages where you plug in either your word count for the day if you were writing. And then if you were revising, it's pretty much open to you how you want to track it. I know that people track revisions differently. So some people track by pages. That's how I track it. Some people can track by time. So you can put in however many minutes or hours. Some people I've heard have like these extreme calculations that they do to figure out some kind of number system for themselves. And it really doesn't matter what you put in as long as you're consistent for all the revisions across the whole spreadsheet. That way you can get an accurate total at the end of the year of how much you've actually revised. And then last year, the most recent thing that I added was actually a project planning page, which I really enjoy. And it is the most intense function coding that I have done on the spreadsheet. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to do it. But you could actually, when you first open the spreadsheet, put in your information about your particular book, put in the due date that you have, the goal end date that you have for either writing or revision, and your start date, and then it'll automatically calculate for you how many words you need to write in that time and how many words per day you need to write in order to hit your goal. And you have that for up to 10 projects. And then at the very end, which is another awesome page, is the year totals because, I mean, how amazing is, is it to look back on your entire year and see what you've accomplished in one page? Yeah, it's, it's, so there's a couple of things in there. But so one thing, as you say, is it's really something to look back on the year and what you've accomplished. Like I've had, I once had, I had a year not too long ago when I was using your tracker, but I kept forgetting to use it. <laughs> so like I would yeah. do my work and then I would just forget to input it. And then other times I would remember and I'd put it in. And even forgetting to input it though, I, I ended up writing 176,000 words that year. And That's amazing. Yeah, and how I, would you ever know that if you weren't using a system like this? I would. I absolutely would not have known. Like you know, I wouldn't have had a clue. And 
so that was really, you know, kind of a motivating thing just to kind of see like, oh, you know, I really am uh, producing a lot of material, you know, and some of it's better than other things and so on. But it, but it was like uh, one practical way which that information was really, really useful for me is like when I am taking on work, you know, because I do a lot of freelance work and I'm also trying to do my own projects. One of the things that it really helped to give me a sense of, because it's all laid out week by week and so on, is I could see how much I could do in a day and how much I could do in a week. Like I could actually go back in my spreadsheet and say like, oh, you know, this is the most I've ever written in a week. Here's what I kind of write. You know, most weeks I'm writing about this amount. So if I've got a project that I'm thinking of taking on, I can give people an idea of when I could complete it. Like realistically, like this is how much I can write in a week. And, you know, I can't write more than that historically, (laughs) you know, and, uh, (laughs) but I can count on myself to write that much, you know, in a month that is otherwise, you know, still busy or whatever. So I think it really helps, uh, a writer to, to, to figure out like how much can they actually do in a day or do in a week? Because sometimes that's just a thing you think, you know, you just have this vague idea oh, I could do that, or oh, I can't do that. But you don't necessarily know unless you're tracking it in some way. Right. And if you consistently use the writing and revision tracker over many years, you can also start to even see patterns in your year. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we want, we want to, by sheer will, try to accomplish something that doesn't make sense for us based on the time of year. For instance, I, you know, have my kids. And so when they're at home during the summer, I want to think that I'm going to accomplish a lot. But if I'm able to look at my tracker and see, you know what, the summers, I'm consistently unproductive. So I, I wouldn't want to set myself up to fail on that, knowing that that doesn't work for my schedule. And I think writers put a lot of pressure on themselves to be super consistent all the time, which is certainly admirable if it's possible. But I think that too many writers get discouraged not to even do any writing at all because they think, well, I can't do it every single day, every week of the year. And so, you know, I just won't write at all or I'll just write when I feel like it or whenever I can rather than actually being able to see a pattern of their own writing habits and start to build a writing habit and pattern and seasonal uh, habit for themselves rather than trying to be consistent on a daily basis if that doesn't work for their schedule. Yeah, you know, I find sometimes you can't be consistent on a daily basis. Like I have a very hard time being consistent on a daily basis because of a lot of things in terms of my schedule and how you know I'm balancing. You know, as you say, having young kids. You know, I've got very young kids uh, right now, and also, you know, I'm doing multiple uh, kind of things for work, uh, and my days look very different. But one thing I can be consistent on is on a weekly basis, I can be pretty consistent. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't feel consistent. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I don't feel consistent day to day because I'm day to day. I'm not consistent, but week to week I can be fairly consistent. And if I didn't have a tools like the spreadsheet and so on, I just wouldn't know that, you know, I would, cause day, you're never like, there's, you're, you're just like living day to day or hour to hour. You're not necessarily living like week in, in week blocks. <laughs> right. Right. Like, and right. so but, you know, things do add up and, and there is a way which it's now because I have like tools like this at this point in my career, I can kind of plan in a way that I never could before. And I find it's just a useful thing in terms of thinking about like, 
it's like somebody asked me, can you write this? I actually know the answer. <laughs> like, oh, I could Absolutely. do that at this and such this point, but I can't do it like at this point because I just, you know, as you say, like August, I never get anything done, even though I think I'm going to get all this stuff done. September, I'm very productive, even though I think I'm going to be unproductive. You know, having that data, is, it's so helpful to get away from your feelings, I find, uh, as a writer. You know, right. like you want to be... any business... Mm-hmm. In any business, people are, are tracking things to see how, how are things flowing? Are we being productive? And so if you want to make a business of writing, you have to be the one to track it. Yeah, and you really need to have a realistic idea of what your ability is in terms of output. Um, and like uh, if you're trying to improve that or you know, make it go up or whatever, like again, you need a baseline to figure out are you improving? Are you getting... You know, better or worse in terms of like quantity. Maybe your quality is going up, but your quantity is going down, which is fine, but you just need to kind of know that so you're not taking on too much work and overwhelming yourself. Like there's all sorts of ways in which the data is uh, so useful. Uh, and as you say, I think that like as writers, we don't often think in those terms. Um, and maybe we don't want to think in those terms. And what I find useful about a tool like this uh, spreadsheet of yours is that I don't need to have all that in my head. I can just put it in the spreadsheet and forget about it. And if I ever want to think about the numbers, I just open the spreadsheet up. Definitely. They can outsource it are, in that weird way. Right. And I think there are seasons, too. I know when I'm developing an idea, obviously there's nothing to really track. And yeah. so I just kind of put it to the wayside, and I'm okay with that. It's not like I have to be putting words in there every single day. But when I do start to get onto a role where I'm like, okay, I have everything pretty lined up. I have the foundation set. I'm ready to get rocket on this. It is very helpful to build that daily habit of writing and keeping track of it so that I can make sure that I'm, you know, when you have deadlines, especially too, to be able to know how many words you need to write per day to make sure that you can hit that deadline. It's really useful to have that. I think that's a incredibly useful tool, as you say, like if you've got a deadline. And as you say, the new version of the tracker can kind of uh, map out a, a plan for you. Like, hey, here's how many words I need to write per day if I want to hit this many words by this date and so on. That I think that particular uh, function is really useful. Um, like some screenwriting program, some writing programs will do that for you. Like Scrivener will do a version of that for you. Um, but many don't. And as you say, the spreadsheet has this multi-project uh, division. So it'll do it for you across these multiple projects in an interesting way. But one thing right. I think that's useful about that particular aspect of the of, of the tool is that um, I think if you're writing a you know 100,000-word novel... It's so daunting to think in those terms. But if you have, like, if you want to finish it within, like, this much time, and then really it breaks down to, like, you just have to write 700 words today. It's so much more manageable. And you can don't have to worry about those 100,000 words that eventually you need to pile up. You really just have to worry about that, you know, 658 words or whatever that has to come out today. And it's just such a more psychically possible thing. Uh, I like to say sometimes to people that it's, it's impossible to write a book, but what you can do is write a paragraph today. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you can't sit down and write a book today. You know, you can maybe write a book in a month or in a year if you really are working at it and have, you know, 
but but you can't do it in the next hour, <laughs> right? So right, and that keeps people from working on their book. Though they think, oh, I got to go work on this book, and then they put it off and put it off. But if you just think, oh, I just got to work on you know my six hundred words, you know, well, I could do that in two hours because I know historically that it takes me you know two hours to write six hundred words or whatever. Right. Yeah, I've written four books, published two of them, and I'm still scared by the idea of sitting down to write a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm going to put on my eighth book this year, or sorry, yeah, this year. And um, in many ways, it doesn't get easier because, you know, you're taking on more and more challenging projects and, you know, kind of stretching yourself in different ways, right? But mm-hmm. in other respects, it does get easier in the sense of like a, you can have a like consistent weekly practice and have like the faith that you can hit a deadline because, you know, you know, like you can or you can like open up like one thing I can do is like open up the spreadsheet you made and I can look at it and see like, is it possible for me to hit this deadline? Like right. or have I been like distracted or dragging my heels or, or just been going slower than I anticipated and I need to move the deadline because that's something I want to know three months ahead versus, you know, three days ahead, right? Because w- when there's like some possibility to talk to somebody and maybe have a deadline moved. Yeah, and I think that writers are prone to self-doubt. So if nothing else, it's just evidence. It's evidence that you have been writing. You've been making progress. So on those days where you feel like I haven't been doing anything, which I think we tend to do, I'm not sure why that's our default, but you can always open it up and have evidence that you have been accomplishing things. Now, can you also talk a little bit about just the fact of, you know, offering uh, a tool like this to other writers? Uh, you know, I think, and like how that um, is just something that you started to develop a little bit into sort of a very like a like a little small business side project because i think sometimes writers don't think so much about the fact that you know you're doing all these things as a writer say to put a book together and some of that stuff can be useful to other people um but you're so yeah like making tools i I think it's just interesting a thing to do in terms of um you know just a thing to offer as a writer like this tool for other writers i think sometimes we get so uh caught up in the idea of like our writing as a product and we don't start to think enough about like the other things we do that could maybe you know provide some uh use to other people yeah absolutely i think that in order to be successful as a writer these days we have to wear a lot of hats Uh, For instance, I do the writing and revision tracker. I obviously write and publish books. I also teach regularly. I do podcasts like this. Um, I blog for other blogs. It's just kind of of its own small business. And this is something that I really encourage writers to think about when they are starting to write. We are creatives, absolutely. But in order to be able to have a career in writing, we really do have to consider ourselves a small business and take into account the marketing and the social media, putting yourself out there, having a professional presence. And so when I first started the writing and revision tracker, it certainly wasn't my intention to create a product to share. Uh, And again, this was almost 10 years ago. So this was still at the beginning of 
my writing career before had ever been published. So that wasn't necessarily my intention, but it was a passion project for me, and it turned out to be useful for the writing community, which I'm very glad. It still, to me, is a passion project. It's definitely nice to be able to be paid for the time that I put into updating it and maintaining it. So that is very helpful, but I definitely just do it because I want to support the writing community. And I think that we can get so much back from being a part of the writing community, from understanding its needs. As you start to understand your own needs as a writer, you can also start to understand the needs of the writing community. So if it's, not all writers are necessarily interested in having all these different facets of their writing career, but some people are. And I think that there is great opportunity to support writers. There are more writers jumping on this ship every day. So it, there's definitely a great opportunity to be able to create products for writers and to support them, as long as you do take the time to understand what it is that they need, which, like I said, the writing and revision tracker has evolved over the years because of understanding the needs of other writers, from hearing back from them directly, from learning about how they use it. And it constantly blows me away how varying how varied it is how people use the writing and revision tracker. Somebody will email me about something and I'm like, oh my gosh, I never thought to use it that way. And it's just amazing to be able to see that. One thing I think is also kind of interesting about it is, um, well, just what the general uh, thing you're talking about in terms of, you know, as a writer, you've got these sort of problems you're trying to solve one thing i think often we don't think about is that maybe someone else has solved that problem already <laughs> like i first came across yeah. this writing revision <laughs> tracker i first came across it when i was like trying to put together a spreadsheet in excel to kind of track my writing in different ways and i couldn't figure out exactly how to do it the way i want to do it and i was just fighting with excel and trying to you know plan it in certain ways and i thought to myself why don't i just google it like i bet just there's somebody has made a template like this they must have. And it seemed like only you had done it. <laughs> like, I'm sure somebody else has done yeah. it as well. But like, uh, I, f I came across your website and you had this thing and I was, and I got it and it was, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then, and, you know, and, and you had it like set up for the calendar year. And so I remember the next calendar year, I, I was thinking it was on your mailing list as a result of having gotten this thing from you. And then you had a new one out. And so I like, I got that. And I just, every year I'll just like get an email from you about this writing revision tracker and I'll, you know, I'll get the new one and it's, you know, for like five, 10 bucks or whatever it happens to be that year. Like I don't have to think about it at all. You know, I don't have right. to fight and with Excel. I don't have to do any nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I just like, and, and I find there's so many things like that where it's just like, I'll sit there and I'll try to solve this problem. Realize like that isn't honestly like something I should be spending time on. Like I shouldn't be sitting around trying to learn how to put a spreadsheet together in Excel to track my writing. I should just go buy your writing revision tracker. And I think so often like writers get caught up in that kind of mentality of like, oh, I have to reinvent the wheel and I have to do this and that, you know, and uh, I have to design my book. And it's like, no, well, just get somebody else to design your book. Like unless you want to be a book designer, um, it, it's just like your, your time is uh, better spent like just – doing the thing that you like if you do have a problem that somebody else doesn't solve though um then it really does behoove you to maybe think uh, more deeply about like how can i solve this problem not just for myself but also for other people and so i think that's something that i think it, it the working processes of being a, a creative person is uh 
something that in some ways we need to think more deeply about, uh, but also in other ways we just need to connect to a community about, because surely somebody out there has solved, you know, 90% of these problems. We're just not talking to one another because we don't sit in the same office. Right. Yeah. I, there's absolutely nothing like being a part of a writer's group for developing and growing as a writer. I think it's so imperative that people get involved in writer's groups any way they can. And I actually run a an online writer's group on Facebook called Motivated Writer, which I invite anyone who would like to join to come on over. Um, and we keep track of our goals every week and report back on how we've done. And um, I, I just think that there's so much to learn about this industry, and the only place to learn it is from other writers who are involved in it. So the more you get to know other writers, the more you learn and the more you can see where there are potential problems where people are missing things that they might need to support them in their writing career. And that is how, you know, the writing and revision tracker developed. And I'm so grateful every year, probably right around like October and especially in December, it really ramps up. I start getting messages every day. Are you putting out the writing and revision tracker again this year? And I'm, I'm just so grateful that I've been able to support the writing community in this way. That's really all it is for me, and the rest is just a bonus. Now, just to finish up, can you talk a bit more about that uh, motivated writers group that you run and, and, and just about that general um, way that the tracker uh, as a tool can integrate with a person's kind of annual goals? Yeah, so... The Motivated Writer Group is an online Facebook group, so you can just go to Facebook, go to the main search bar, and search for Motivated Writer and send a request to join. And then every week I post a a discussion for people to go ahead and post their goals for the week, and then we check in every week about what we've accomplished. We also check in yearly. In the past, I've done monthly challenges, which I hope to do again in the future, so it's just a, it's all about productivity and helping each other stay motivated and just knowing that people are cheering for you. So that's been really helpful. I've been running that. I don't even know how many years now, um, but I've had people on there for so many years that I know so much about their writing career because I've just been hearing about what they've been accomplishing every week. And everybody there is super supportive and nice, which is amazing. So I'm, I'm really glad to have that. And then the other question was, how does it, how does the writing and revision tracker work into your annual goals? So the, the great part about the newest update is having that project planning page. I actually do know many writers have used it to completely map out their entire year because you could put in the title of the book for each of the projects up to 10 projects. And you can set a start date and an end date. You can look at each project then and say, I want to start the first project January 1st, and I'm going to finish that March 31st. You could do one project per quarter. Um, I also like to use it for, like, journaling and if anybody's familiar with the artist's way, like, morning pages. So I like to be able to keep track of that as well. So in that case, I would just put a one for any day that I accomplish that. More of a, in a don't break the chain style than actually keeping track of the words I've written in my journal because that would just be so much. (laughs) 
Well, and also I think, as you say, in terms of like the year annual planning, one thing I found really useful with this kind of a tool, and since you started integrating these project fields and that ability to kind of schedule out or plan out a year, is I, I find one of my issues, because I, in the past I have jumped from project to project a lot, and I've also um, in the past got caught up a lot in smaller projects. Um, so with this tracker, like in the earlier iterations of the tracker, once you started into putting in the project splitting, um, where you can track like how many words in this project, how many words on that project, and it starts to kind of track them, you know, together as like a total word counts and also like separately for projects. One thing I started noticing was like I had put so many words into doing, you know, these particular things that didn't add up to anything, but I could have written a book instead. Like I, I really like would go back, went back through my year once and I was like, I could have written two books if I hadn't done this thing. And, right. uh, and it really helped again to get a perspective on where I was spending my time as a writer. Um, and also to thinking ahead for a year, like if I know I can write, you know, this many words in a year, well, how am I going to allocate that time? Like, do I want to write, uh, you know, a book this year or two books this year, or do I want to, you know, focus on a bunch of smaller things or like really just kind of being intentional about what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do uh, is something that I find having that kind of data about your abilities and your behavior, uh, it, it can be really useful in terms of, you know, looking at kind of processing your past, but also kind of, you know, planning ahead. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for talking to me. And again, uh, I will, uh, in the show notes at writingtherongway.com, I'll put a bunch of, uh, links to you know jamie's website uh, which is jamieraintree.com uh, if you're just you want to type it in now but i'll uh link to the site and i'll link to you know the info for the writing revision tracker into that facebook group and so on um and i will also post uh an article i've written which just kind of explains a little bit about how i've used this tracker and kind of some of the insights that i've uh, gleaned from it and so on um and thanks again for talking to me uh, uh, jamie i appreciate it thank you so much for having me